To all my uh, haters, you call me a buster, and yet here I am dancing in your girl pussy like Donald O'Connor. Yo, what up, what up? It's Davis. That's Chance. Who this the is fuck is David O'Connell? Donald O'Connor. Donald the guy make him laugh from fucking singing in the rain. Oh. Break him laugh, Cosmo. Oh, okay. This is Pod Fast and Pod Furious. We're, uh, we're talking about singing in the rain today. Uh... I, uh, I've actually seen that movie once, and I actually really enjoyed it. It's yeah, it's wonderful. It's delightful. Yeah, it's a delightful little little, it's a little musical. Romp. Yeah, it's a romp. I would say. It's uh, my friend Nikki. That's like one of her favorite movies, and so she made me watch it back in high school. And I was like, "This movie fucking rules." She fell asleep. And I just stayed up watching it. Mm-hmm. I was singing. And uh, when she said, "Bring raincoats," you thought this isn't what I expected. I know. I was expecting like, yeah, "I'm gonna dive in." Uh-huh, but then but what then, she meant was she wanted you to dress up for the movie like a cosplayer. Yeah, exactly. She dressed you up in a raincoat, like the way that people dress up like uh, Dr. Frankenstein Man for uh, Rocky, yeah. Rocky Holler. Rocky picture, Holler? Rocky Halloween Picture Show. Now that's a movie I hate. Rocky Halloween Picture Show? I hate the Rocky Halloween Picture Show. Well, it's like, because you go in and there's no fucking boxing. I know, I'm like, oh, where's, where's the, where do we get punchy? Right. And they don't. It never happens. Mm-hmm. And the... I mean, there's still people beating their meat, but they're in the not in the audience. way that I expect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What the hell, man? Bunch These of, goddamn cult classics. Bunch of freaks, dude. Bunch of Frankenstein's out there pulling a goddamn Pee Wee Herman sitting in uh-huh. the theater, pulling their pullets, yanking on, yeah, yanking their chains. Yep, yanking their two chains. We're <laughs> yanking their two chains. Pooh chains. Oh. Pooh Bear's Pooh Chains? Pooh Bear. Shout out to Pooh Bear. Does he wear Pooh Pooh Chains? I wish. (laughs) I'm about about to track down some Pooh Chains for him. Pooh Bear, you should, if you're listening, you should get a a Pooh Chain of your own face like Rick (laughs) Ross has. Yes. Rick Ross's Rick Ross chain. That would be amazing. Pooh Chains. (laughs) Yes. And every time he goes up to do comedy, he walks on stage and grabs the mic and just goes, Pooh Chains. Pooh Chains. Oh, that would be a hit, dude. That, People would be going nuts as soon as Pooh Chains got up there. He would fucking, he would be bringing the motherfucking ruckus to uh-huh. Guido's. Bring the goddamn house down. Yep. Fucking destroying the house. Yep. More, I mean, that place. More bounce to the ounce. That place is already goddamn condemned as far as I'm concerned, so, you know, leave it to Pooh Bear to yeah, bring the house real, down. It's a real ramshackle operation. Mm-hmm. The last time I was in Guido, some guy was trying to fight me when I came out of the bathroom. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then I think he got thrown out by the bouncer or something. Yep. That guy was weird. He's like sitting at a table by himself. I came out from taking a piss, and he's like, "Ah, watch where you're going." <laughs> then he came up and he sat next to me at the bar. I was, I was about to go venom on him. Dude. You should have, dude. You you were Eddie Brock, and you know uh-huh. you needed the venom suit. I've been, dude. I've been ready to go venom on some motherfuckers all day. <laughs> <laughs> Just been biding my time, oh, waiting man. to go venom. I was I was at the sheets, and the lady uh, was getting your hot dogs, and getting my meatball sub. And the lady uh, hands me the bag, and she goes, sorry about the weight. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, you motherfucker, you're lucky I don't go venom on you. <laughs> you're lucky, man. I'm going to climb this counter and go venom on you, motherfucker. I'm going to fucking eat your head off. Turn you into a goddamn turd in the wind. Exactly. <laughs> Rolling down. Yeah, and then I'm driving down the street down here. You know, it's 25 miles per hour coming up the road. Yeah, nobody Somebody, drives no 25. Well, these motherfuckers were. Oh, Sunday drivers, no. dude. I'm sitting there seething behind the wheel. I'm like, I'm seether. Like you're seether. From the band Seether. I'll be your Amy Lee. Yeah. And fuck, dude, I was about to go Venom. <laughs> you just, sometimes you just gotta go Venom. Seether and Amy Lee should have reunited for the Venom soundtrack. They should have. Yeah. I mean, they already had such a banger on the Punisher soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Evanescence on the Daredevil soundtrack. Uh-huh, twice. Two, twice. Two, two jams. Utah, get me two, me two Evanescence songs on my soundtrack. <laughs> two! Uh, what did we watch today? Well, you see it in the title of the episode. It's the OG Fast and the Furious, which... Yep. The OG uh, Point Break, I guess, was No Man's Land. Yeah, I guess, yeah. This is the OG Fast and the Furious. It's the the basis and the inspiration for everything we know and love about the Fast and the Furious franchise and the family. Folks, it's Catherine Bigelow's 1991 masterpiece. Yes, I said it. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Point fucking break. Woo! Wahoo. Clap clap her up. Clap on. Clap off. Clap those cheeks. Let me see your clappers, dude. (laughs) Chance Minter's hand show. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that it was my butt cheeks flapping oh, again. Yeah, those were your butt cheeks <laughs> clapping. Chance just pulled his butt cheeks out and was clapping them. Just like the guy from Point In Break. Point Break, yeah. yeah. There's a whole plot point revolving <laughs> around a man's... A man's butthole. His anus hole. 
You can see up into his uh, friggin' rectum. Yep. His anus is coming out. And it's almost it's a very like a creature. It's very similar. I had a similar experience looking into his anus hole that uh, the man in the man the spaceman in two thousand one Space Odyssey's had when he was going through times and fucking oh yeah at yeah. the end you know and he's going yep. through different universes and times and space babies fucking turning into a star child there's a war child now there's a star yeah. child what do you think that space baby's name was uh ooh in 2001's Yu-Gi-Oh 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 2 Yu-Gi-Oh 2 Yu-Gi-Oh 2 the fourth dimensional fucking creatures from the future were big into anime yeah makes sense they were they were <coughs> playing with their Beyblades and yeah point break what do we know uh, it's a fucking masterpiece. Hey, I already said that. You're freaking copying off of me. Yeah, dude. That's what. I, that's how I graduated high schools. Is the, just copying. The movie info on the Rotten Tomato page of this one is rather short. I mean, because what more well, needs to be said? Usually, it's very lengthy paragraphs that we sit here into details and breakdowns. But and sometimes we just never finish. This one says Catherine Bigelow's fourth action film follows FBI agent Johnny Utah, Keanu Reeves as he goes undercover to infiltrate a cache of Southern California surfers suspected of robbing banks. Hell yeah. Sounds good to me. Now, uh, since you're the savant of this, as we, as, as we found out, this is your one particular uh, one particular set of skills, and it's, it's guessing the Rotten Tomato yep. scores. It's the only skill of, I got. Of a movie. Uh, so go ahead and uh, give it a shot. Try and guess Point Break. The Rotten Tomato critic score. See, and here's the thing. It's like, I feel like they probably graded it lower than it deserves to be. Mm. But in my heart, I'm going to go with 92%. Well, that's in your heart. Can you guess your head? Yeah, I'm just going to stick with 92%. You're way off. For the first time. 68. What? Yeah. 68. Maniacs. Fuck those critics. The critic consensus. Absurd. Over the top. And often wildly entertaining. Point Break is here to show you that the human spirit is still alive. I don't think that it's over the top at all. I think the movie, like... It... it, There's nothing over the top about, like, what these characters are doing in the world that's been established. No, not at all. I mean, there's definitely absurd elements that did say it was absurd. I mean, uh, Keanu Reeves punts a pit bull dummy at one point. Fucking awesome. Dummy ownage. Dummy Um, ownage. I mean, uh, there's men skydiving and holding hands. That's cool. Uh, Got giant wave. Yeah. Uh, Some things that were probably parody have been parodied since, and things that were probably seemed a little. uh... Well, I mean, that was. uh, This is the first time I noticed. You know, uh, we've seen this movie plenty of times, but this is the first time that it dawned on me that the scene in Kenny Power Eastbound and Down season three, when Kenny uh, cuts the dude's uh, fucking like cord thing or to tries to goddamn boogie board yeah there was boogie board is uh he's directly parroting this movie yeah when fucking war child man fucking cuts no, his yeah dude no no fucking shoobies allowed dude. nah dude goddamn no sponger yeah no yuppies on this fucking beach dude we want you here natural fucking flowing hair just a just a blue collar uh salt of the earth uh wild uh uh maniac running around no fucking laws no fucking constraints. No fucking bullshit. You didn't fucking... You're not some Patagonia-wearing fucking liberal yeah, coming fuck in no. here fucking with your law school degree fucking trying to fucking impose your fucking norms and social mores on us, if man. If you aren't down with anarchy and the fall of the system, the capitalist system, yeah. you can get the fuck off my beach. Yeah. Fuck you. We're here to wear fucking leather and mm-hmm. fucking drink Corona and fucking spit Corona onto massive Mass bonfires. Flame, yeah. Cut open goddamn lighter fluid can bottles. Uh-huh, just stab them open with a fucking knife. Because I don't care if it gets on me. If I go up in flames, you know what? I'm dying doing what I love. Uh-huh, well, I'm wearing my goddamn flame-retardant leather suit. Yeah. My leather vest, my leather pants, my leather boots, just pure leather. I mean, to take it back to Daredevils, I mean, if there's one thing that's been proven by that film is that leather is fire-retardant, mm-hmm. and he walks through, in the beginning of that film, he walks through the flames on a pool table can't, can't while no, Nickelback plays. Goddamn right, can't no fucking Ghost Riders fucking piss flames on him. Yeah, fuck no. Daredevils will fuck him up. If they had tried to do an MCU crossover at that point between mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider and Ben Affleck Daredevil, then uh, they would have tried to piss on him and he, he mm-hmm. wouldn't have been taking it. Daredevil would have fucking pissed back on him. 
I put just, out his flames. I, I found a, a, a interesting connection because the guy we were talking about who wears the leather and spits Corona on fires in this movie, his yeah. character name is Rosie. Rosie. He's played by the actor Lee Turgeson, okay. who we have actually seen before on this podcast. In a what? Film, playing a similar character. Really? Texas Chainsaw Massacre <gasps> at the beginning. He's in that? He's the biker He's the biker, yeah, he's, he's the, the leather, leather man. He's the leather-bodied biker, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What a strange fucking uh, uh, six degrees of separation. Welcome Sh- back, Ferguson, bacon, Turgeson. Bacon number, Ferguson the Turgeson. <laughs> friend of the family now. Yeah, officially. Officially friend of the family. Keanu, Swayze, the dads of the family. You know them. You love them. The liquid Jesus, liquid... Jesus himself. And solid Jesus. Solid Jesus, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yep. We were dying over the soundtrack of this. I'm going to try and get a fucking copy on cassette for 2121 on Amazon. <laughs> Goddamn right, dude. There's a, there's an original song by Rat called uh-huh. Nobody Rides for Free. What yep. was the name of the song by the band Liquid uh, Jesus? Seven and Seven Is. Right, interesting. A lot of numbers on the soundtrack because uh-huh. they also used If Six Was Nine by yep. Jimi Hendrix. Yep. So... And, you know, they have smoke on the water, although at no point in this film is there really smoke on the water. No, it's mostly just water on the water. Yeah, pretty much. Or boards, boards on, on the water. water yeah. <laughs> well, football's in the water. The cool hair on the water. Cool hair on the water, absolutely. Yeah. Wetsuits in the water. Boobies on the water. Boobies on the water. That Oh, that reminds me. I brought up uh, the script, and uh, there was some interesting uh, bits that they cut out from the script. Oh, Hold really? On. Let me... Uh... Oh, Fuck. Let me find this part that I saw. Ever since you introducing me to this film, like, I don't know, two years ago now? Maybe a little more? Yeah. Um, I've had the biggest crush on goddamn Tyler. Oh, Lori uh, Petty, right? Yeah, but unfortunately she has aged horribly. Yeah. I, last time we watched this, I looked her up, uh-huh. and whew, I was... I was, she's uh she's quite attractive in this. She's uh... She's got those eyes, man, like you. She's got them piercing yeah, blues. Yeah, opals, diamond... Baby blue fucking topazes, dude. Yep. Um, sort of an androgynous, uh, very Keanu-like haircut. Yeah, very much. I always found that interesting about this movie is that there's sort of a love triangle between these two dudes who are very homoerotic. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. That's not even subtext. It's straight-up text. Yeah. The bond between them is homoerotic. But then there's, like, this androgynous female in the middle with a boy's name. Uh-huh. Tyler. And a boy's cut. And a boy's body. Mm, sort of. She got a nice little booty on yeah. her. Yeah. Well... But, you know, when I fuck the, boys, I like a good butt. In the wetsuit, everything looks the same, it's, if you know what I mean. In the, in the night, on the beach, on the wetsuit. Hold on, I brought up the script. I, I like the scene where uh, it's Utah and uh, Tyler, and they're talking to each other when he's first learning to surf, and they're bonding. Okay, yeah. And uh, I really like the way it's shot. They're sitting there floating on the waves, and it's like this telephoto lens. And the way the waves look out of focus behind them, it kind of mm-hmm. looks like the fucking, like, space-time continuum it's like a dreamscape. visualized. Yeah, it looks yeah. like the fucking, like, end of Interstellar or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, uh, he's sitting there smiling, and Tyler goes, look at you. He goes, what? Usually you have this sort of intense scowl of concentration, like you're doing this for a school project or something. I don't know, like something's driving you. See, it's gone. If I didn't know better, I'd say you looked almost happy. He goes, uh, I don't know. I can't describe what I'm feeling. She goes, you don't have to. And then here's how the script... Uh, is this where it deviates? This is... This is uh, it's interesting. It's very poetic at first. Okay. Her face seems luminous in the moonlight. The ocean silver. The shore a shimmering line of gold. The sky black velvet. It's very well written so far. This was... Uh, Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron wrote this together. Oh, really? Yeah, back when they were a couple. They it said this. written by somebody else. Well, somebody else, and then they did like an uncredited rewrite. A pass on so, it, yeah. okay. So they wrote this in like, Strange Days and... Terminator 2. Terminator, yeah. Yeah. Utah turns to Tyler, eyes exploring her as in a dream. Water beads on her dark skin like crawling diamonds. He glides closer, holding her board like an uneasy horse alongside his. He runs his fingertips down her arm. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Come here. She leans closer and he rubs his hands up and down her arms, warming her. His hands stop on her shoulders. He pulls her to his mouth. Her tongue meets his. Ooh. She wants this. Yes, yeah, she does. He is surprised by the fierceness of her kiss, which overwhelms his. Tight on the zipper of her shorty wetsuit as Johnny's fingers draw it down. Fuck yeah. Slowly down to where it ends between her legs. Woo! He spreads the front and slips his hands inside along her ribs. Woo! Those are cold. Warm them up. 
She moves his strong hand onto her breast. His fingers massage her cold, stiffened nipple. She moans and grabs his wet hair in her other hand, pulling him into another kiss. You're over here fanning you're yourself. You're fanning myself. You're getting me hot. Woo! You're like a, you're like a, a, like a southern belle in exactly. <laughs> A southern belle in heat. All right, here's what the most interesting part, because we were joking. You said something about like a boat coming through and hitting him. Then I was joking that maybe the Meg should come and eat him yes. or something. Exterior, ocean, underwater. Oh, no! <laughs> Looking up from the bottom, we see the silhouettes of two boards surrounded by pulsing shafts of moonlight. Camera tilts down to show the bottom, the dreamlike blue light shimmering on the sand and rocks. A big shark browses gracefully. What? Ignoring the lovers. Oh, okay. They couldn't They couldn't afford the shark. Their moment of harmony with the sea will be honored. Oh, the shark is like, wow. yo, give He's her like, that shaft. He bowed out. He was like, take it. Take it from here, Utah fucker. Look, I'm hungry, but you look like you got a better meal to eat yeah, tonight. You're munching on a little... You're gnawing on her clit. <laughs> gnawing on her clam. He's going to munch on her clam tonight. <laughs> it's a clam buffet. Clam. This is a real clam bake. <laughs> Shout out to Elvis. Um, wow. Uh, I'm going to have to start reading some Bigelow and Cameron scripts. I know, man. man. That is some goddamn eroticas. That was, yeah. Wow. I'm, I bet those two had awesome fuck sesh. Oh, yeah. I was getting a little stiffy in my wetsuit as I, well. I was heating up, man. Mm-hmm. I was getting flush. I had to cut a hole in my leather pants like Rosie. Yeah, dude. Get a get a leather sheet to fuck through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like his leather religion. Yeah, dude. So like how he worships Jews have to fuck through a sheet. Yeah, he's got to fuck through a leather sheet. He worships the leather. <laughs> he's got like a like a homunculus idol to a god crafted out of pure leather. <laughs> a leather, dude. A leather Buddha homunculus. He would have gotten along with Leverface. Mm-hmm. Leverface would have been a big fan. Yeah. I like your outfit. <laughs> I like your face. I like... <laughs> Let's make out. <laughs> I'm gonna unzip your shorty wetsuit. <laughs> Tight on the zipper. Leather face in his fucking. These are, these are cold. <laughs> Warm them up. <laughs> and the, uh, the cow outside in the pasture watches moves. them and bows out gracefully. <laughs> lets them fucking honor this moment under the moonlight. Oh my god. Uh, can't stop the moonlight, yeah. So you guys know the general plot of Point Break, right? I mean, I, already, I would hope. I already went over the synopsis. So Utah is a young, dumb, full of cum FBI mm-hmm. agent, hot off the presses, hot out the uh, the the training academy. Hundred percent of his gun classes. Yeah, they said the top two percent of his class or something. John C. McGinley from Scrubs. Dr. Cox is playing a very Dr. Cox-like role here where yeah, he's that, yelling and screaming. That motherfucker needs to take himself back to the goddamn hospital. I was, I, know. I was over his attitude. Yeah, you need to get back in those fucking halls. Put your scrubs on. Yeah, go scrub, bitch. You know, snap your gloves. Put yep. a finger up a guy's uh, old man's butthole. Yep. Be like, you got cancers, you're gonna die. <laughs> I'm a proctologist, and also, I'm a cocktologist. Whip it out, big boy. Woo! Dr. Cox. Who do you think had the biggest dick in this movie? That's tough, man. That's mm-hmm. fucking tough. Because you have Swayze, who mm-hmm. undoubtedly has a god cock. Monster, like majestic. Yep. Golden aura coming off. He opens his, he unfurls his dick, and it's like when Marcellus Wallace's briefcase is opened mm-hmm. in Pulp Fiction. That's, that you golden know, glow. I've always found it uh, a bit of a coincidence that uh, at the time that that famous photograph of Nessie in Loch Ness was taken, mm-hmm. that Patrick Swayze was on vacation in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've done some research, and I'm pretty sure he was diving down underwater, but that was his big old hog floating up. He was, like, floating backwards? Like, yeah, he was getting ready to, like, dive back, you know, a little gotcha. bit, like oh, he does yeah, in this. Okay, yeah. And it's just, someone took a picture, and it's just, they were now, like, you oh. You say when you, you've done research, what did that entail? Uh, staring at it intently, getting pictures of Swayze, and right. lining them up, like, where his penis would I be. I did notice, it was weird, you paused the screen earlier, when yep. there was a tight up on his, uh, shorty wetsuit. Yep, on his shorty wetsuit. <laughs> and you put a piece of, uh, white sheet paper to the it, screen. Exactly. And then you sort of sketch an outline it's Very much, pecker. very much, I, I did kind of like what they do in, uh, Last Crusade, when he's doing yeah. the rubbing of the, right, the exactly. knight's shield. Or, uh, Big Lebowski, when he sketches the little notebook and it's yeah. a drawing of a dude's a dick. dick. Yeah. It was Which, exactly like exactly that. Exactly like that. Jackie Treehorn. And, uh, you know, then I removed the sheet and I started to unzip him, his shorty wetsuit with my eyes. It's <laughs> <laughs> real scientific work you're doing. It's, you know, somebody's got to do it. You should be lauded by the community. I should, you know, I should, I want a goddamn, yeah. uh, uh, fucking science, uh, Nobel, decoration. Yeah, Nobel Science Award. Nobel 
fucking Pulitzer. Yeah, man. Goddamn. If, if that little fucking Afghanistan girl can get one for getting fucking shot in the head by the Taliban or whatever, yeah, they should dude. be able to give you one for fucking... I'm actually doing work. I'm not making, a fucking making idiot. fucking discovery. Yeah, I'm not an idiot in a war zone getting shot in the fucking face. I know. Here's a, here's a quick tip. If you don't want to get shot in the head by a goddamn Taliban, just don't fuck around with yeah, them. Yeah, dude. Walk away. That's like, why we don't alone. talk shit about the Taliban on no, this show. Fuck no. Yeah, nothing not but respect. A, I'm not trying... Yeah, nothing but respect for the Taliban... <laughs> For fucking ISIS, ISIS, all them motherfuckers, all them dude. motherfuckers. I don't fuck around with them. I don't need them sniping me. I like don't need that shit literally blowing up in my exactly. face. Exactly. Goddamn. Fuck fucking just all of a sudden I get a knock on the door and this man will be like, "Here's your pizza," but then he just mm-hmm. blows up. And he's got a fucking under his fucking little vest. Uh huh. And I just every time I tip the pizza man, I say, you know, praise be to Allah. Allah Akbar. Yeah. And the guy, it's like a white stoner guy, but you never know. You it never know. Be, he could be know, undercover. Mission Impossible man. Uh, yeah, or uh, like the dude uh, in the fucking American Assassins. He joins up the Taliban. He's a white American Mitch man. Mitch Rapp, dude. Yeah, dude. Fucking Mitch Rapp. You never know who's a part of the Taliban and who's a part of you ISIS. You can never tell. They got white Taliban out yeah, there. Yeah, dude. I guarantee it. Yeah, I guarantee it. If there's like fucking like Hispanic Nazis mm-hmm. that I've seen on the internet. Oh, there's like an Asian Nazi they found recently. Yeah. They arrested this guy. Had all his guns, those little muskets and shit. Yeah, man. Then. I guarantee Nazi you there's, there's white Taliban. There's be white Taliban. Uh, white ISIS, if you're listening, don't fuck us up, Don't dude. fuck us up. We respect. Keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, dude. Keep taking down the Western culture yeah, and dude. capitalisms. Fucking, we support the caliphate. Um, point break. What a film. What a film. Uh, so they sent him undercover. Uh, there's the ex-presidents. Uh-huh. We got Ronnie Reagan himself. Yep. That's Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. We got Richard Nixon. That's Roach, played by James Legros. Yep. Uh, he gets really into Does he's an like amazing a, impression. He's like a method actor. My guess was... He's cosplaying. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> he's got, he, he went full method like Tilda Swinton in Suspiria. He had genitalia made shaped to yep. Richard Nixon's dick and yep. balls. So he had like wrinkly nuts under his mm-hmm. when he went in and a prosthetic and a, dick and nuts over his own dick and nuts. Yeah, and then he had to cram his own dick into that like tiny little chode of Nixon's. Right. Mm-hmm. But he said um, it was worth it. We, we like to imagine this guy uh, was probably sitting around with his buddies when they decided to first start robbing banks, and he was like, "Man, I could do a crazy Nixon impression. Check this out. I am not a crook." And they're like, they're "Oh like, my god!" They're like, "Holy fuck! I have the best idea, and we are going to center it completely around this." Yep. We're getting you a Nixon mask. <laughs> That's for sure. We're giving me a Reagan mask. You can be LBJ. You can be LBJ for some reason. Yes. Nobody remembers this motherfucker. Nobody remembers. This guy's Jimmy Carter. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about Lyndon B. Johnson or Jimmy Carter. LBJ had a huge dick, apparently. Really? Yeah, hold on. Let me LBJ see can, fucking... Let me see if I can find this real quick. Cocking um, it. Rocking, cocking, sockings. I, I know I've posted this on my Twitter, so uh, let me search LBJ. Uh, yeah, here we go. Um, if so, it was only very occasional and loosely she really became fabled for, uh, his earthiness. Urinating in the parking lot of the house office building as the urge took him. That was LBJ. Nice. He just pissed in the parking lot. My man. If a, if a colleague came into a capital bathroom as he was finishing at the urinal there, he would sometimes swing around still holding his member, which he liked to call Jumbo. (laughs) Hooting once, have you ever seen anything as big as this? Dude, why can't we get presidents like him back in the office? Mm Mm-hmm. He, uh... There's also a recording of him. I'm not going to look it up. Talking about his penis? Yeah, uh, talking about getting his, uh, talking to his tailor, getting uh, pants made to where his nuts hang, quote unquote. Man, that tailor had a lot. He had to work around that Mm -hmm. giant thing. Working with the elephant hog, Uh dude. Uh-huh. Said, damn, I've never done a suit for an elephant trunk. Elephant trunk himself. Mr. Elephant Trunk. I wonder if he had the tailor, like, work in, like, almost like a holster for it. Mm -hmm. So then he could slide his dick through, like, the loops Mm -hmm. inside the pants. Probably, he probably went to the same guy who made the prosthetic mold of Nixon's dick for Roach. Probably. Yeah, that would make sense. They have a dick guy. Yeah. A presidential dick guy. They've definitely got a presidential dick guy. There's one guy out there who knows everything about presidential Mm -hmm. dicks has studied them, mm-hmm. has paused the TV and put paper up to them mm-hmm. and fucking colored over them. Yep. And uh, holy shit, I'm just now realizing it's you. It's me. It's you. It's me, guys. Oh, I'm wow. the presidential dick guy. You're the presidential dick guy. You want to talk a little bit about your work? Well, you know, I mean, I was I was only like two years old when they were robbing banks, but, you know, my father before me, he's the one who taught me all the tricks. He was their presidential dick guy, and now oh, I've carried that over. Gen- like Exa- a blacksmith Exactly, you know? A dick smith. A dick smith. A cocksmith. 
A coxman. A co- is that what you call yourself? Yeah, I'm a coxman. Chanceman or professional coxman? Yep, goddamn right. Business card? I do, and that's Can why. I see it? Yeah, here, let me, let me pull it out. Get my uh, my fancy uh, business card holder. Oh, here you go. Look at that. Holy shit! It's in the shape of a cock. Yeah, yeah. We get our business card but, specially made. I mean, you can't fit a lot of info on there, but don't need a lot. Don't need a lot. No, no. As soon as I saw the dick, I was like, it's I chance know. Chance coxman in yeah. the shape of a dick. And then uh, on the back, you got the number. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And the address. Yeah. And uh, that's oh, that's the shed out back. Exactly. That's okay. where I do all my dicks. And. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually trying to, and this is why I respect the Taliban and ISIS so much, is I'm trying to get a line of prosthetic dicks for them. I'd like to start, you know... Ooh, like, wizen- doing- like wizenators. Exactly. Okay. But, you know, I'd like to just start doing molds of dicks of great terrorist leaders. Osama you know. bin Laden. Uh-huh, I need an uh, Osama bin Laden dick. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Goddamn right. Uh, the dude from the kingdom who's missing the fingers. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's number three on the list? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then pretty much everybody else they had on those deck of cards. Remember the terrorist deck of cards? Yeah, the terrorist deck, dude. Ace of Spades, Osama Bin Laden's, mm-hmm. and then, you know, all those motherfuckers. I mean, Osama's my number one because he was a gamer, you know, back when he was in hiding. That's right, yeah. He and I used to play a lot of CSGO together, a lot of Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike. Okay. Yep. And, you know, we'd be killing other teams. We'd just go two on the whole other team, and we'd just be screaming Aloe Akbar and fucking blowing these motherfuckers away. Now, uh, Osama apparently had a lot of porn on his hard drive. Oh, hell yeah. He shared me a lot of porn. Was uh, any of it homemade? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. He had a bush, man. He had a a hell of a bush. How how big was the dick in relation to the bush? It was, like you know, like Foxy Brown's afro? Uh Uh-huh. It was basically that when he pulled his little robe up. Uh-huh. And then just this giant fucking dick somehow protruded out of it. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. It's, so, I mean, I imagine if you, like, cut it back, you trimmed it back, you're looking at, like, an lbj size hog. Goddamn. See, I always assumed because he wanted to bring down the World Trade Center, it was, like, a sort of a jealousy thing where, uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, this phallic... Uh, well, what most people don't know... Oh, the Americans, they build this giant thing mm-hmm. bigger than my dick, and yep. I must smash it. And, well, what most people don't know is that those towers were actually based on his dick. No shit. And he hated that his penis had become a representation for capitalism. Oh, my God. So he was like, I got to get these things out of here. So the Americans probably took it when we were working with the fucking Mujahideen exactly. in the 80s. Rainbow he, 3 and all that shit. Yep, back when he was hanging out at like the White House and stuff, and oh, he was like, look fuck. at my dick. He was ha- him and LBJ yep. rolling around with fucking Reagan. Hanging hogs, fucking yep. slapping them together. Slapping sword fighting. Yeah. Imagine that. Oh, yeah, history, man. It's a fun thing. And you don't have a fucking medal for this. I know, and man. fucking Malala does. Exactly. Dude. She's getting shot Fuck in the face. Malala, Meanwhile, dude. I'm trying to make fucking dick-pressions of, of these great Taliban dick leaders. Dick-pressions. Co- yeah, dick- Coxman making dick-pressions. Exactly. Nobel, if you're listening, Mr. Nobel. Hit me the fuck up. Hit this motherfucker up. Dude, I'm doing Lord's work and Allah's work. And, yeah, more specifically, Allah. Well, Allah. It's, yeah. You know, my father was more of a Christian man, myself, uh-huh. more of a Muslim. Yeah. Yeah. The lion. And that's why you grow at your hair. That's what Allah wants. Yeah. He came to me in a dream. Uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader said of Point Break, We might as well be watching a blissed out Bill and Ted caper. But he gave that a negative review. What the fuck, guy? What are you talking about? If anybody deserves a 9-11 upon their life, it's him. Yeah, Jonathan Rosenbaum. You fuck. ISIS, if you're still listening, white ISIS. Yeah, white ISIS. Deliver a pizza to this guy, blow him up with the bomb <laughs> hidden inside your Wizenator. Exactly. I'll give you, I'll give whoever does it, I'll give you a free Osama Bin Laden uh, dick mold, and uh, you know, you can take that to your virgins in the afterlifes. <laughs> uh, Peter Travers of Rolling Stone. Bigelow can't keep the film from drowning in a sea of surf speak. But without her, Point Break would be no more than an excuse to ogle pretty boys in wetsuits. Oh my god, it's almost as if the surf speak is pertinent to the setting and time uh, mm-hmm. that this movie's taking mm-hmm. place. Oh man, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. They should have been talking like they were on Wall Street. Yeah, it's called coming up with a fucking killer location and a fucking grounding your film in a time and place, motherfucker. Yeah. S- South L.A., early late 80s, early 90s, 
We're fucking rolling around wearing beautiful fucking flannels, mm-hmm. wearing awesome fucking pattern t-shirts, mm-hmm. uh, going to fucking meatball sub shops, getting two. Wearing cool like baggy sweatpant uh-huh. things. Baggy sweatpant things, fucking drinking Coronas like we said, mm-hmm. wearing leather, fucking have a guy with a goatee like goddamn Robin Hood of Loxley. Using cool goddamn nicknames like Warchild. Warchild, fucking Roach. Yeah. I guarantee that wasn't that man's real nah, name. Nah, he wasn't, he wasn't birthed that name. But when you're in the fucking outlaw spirit of the fucking way and the raves of 90s L.A. fucking Surf City. Yep. Like fucking John Milius Big Wednesday. Then Guess what? You're going to get drowned in surf speak, you're gonna, bitch. Yeah, you're going to drown in surf speak. So sorry that it was too much for you to learn another fucking culture, yeah. Peter Travers. Goddamn You wouldn't P-brain. understand. You know what, man? Peter Travers, you only live to get radical, motherfucker. Yeah, bitch. You don't understand the sea. Yeah, bitch. And you don't get the spiritual side of it. Yeah, bitch. So you and Bodie, you would never fucking congeal. You would never get along. Yeah, because you're too you're busy. You're a fucking poser. You're too busy supporting the fucking system that they're trying to fight against. You're a fucking poser, dude. Get the fuck off my beach. You fucking shooby. Goddamn <laughs> sponger. Fucking sponger piece of shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, Swayze's out here sponging up that ocean with that giant dick. God damn right. What I love about this movie is that it's very, uh, like, I mean, what we just said is, like, it drowns you in the surf speak. It's very elemental. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really, it'll stop. I mean, it's two hours long, but it doesn't feel like that. Oh, hell no. No, that shit breathes by. Um, But it'll stop, like, it'll just drag to a halt. And it'll just luxuriate in surf scenes and skydiving scenes mm-hmm. and all this shit for five, ten minutes. Tons of awesome montages. Um, incredible, incredible action filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, I love the surf shit. The skydiving, especially the scene where they all get together and they link arms and they dive in a ring yeah. over. I looked it up. It's called the Lake Powell Reservoir and it's on like the Colorado border or some shit. Oh, okay. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. Stunning. Yeah. Yeah, no. Beautiful. it's The movie is a piece of art. It is. It truly is. And um, the stunts are incredible. Patrick Swayze, as we learned uh, reading the IMDb trivias, did his own fucking stunt skydiving. Did like 55 yeah. dives or some shit. He's uh, an adrenaline junkie. The man, yeah. That, he said Bodie was close to him because he, he's a little bit of a wild man. Yeah. You know, he may have died young, but he lived more life than all of us. <laughs> that's the truest fact I've ever heard. Yep. And that's why I think White Isis... The Taliban, all those guys should get together. Ditch fucking Allah. Yeah. You need to put in, you should put in a word with the homies. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, I know a coxman has, you can get in there. Oh, you know, yeah. I've got yeah, some, got, I've got, got some sway. got a lot of inroads. And uh, ditch Allah and uh, have him bow down to Mr. Liquid Jesus himself. Yeah. Patrick God Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Or maybe just make, because uh, I know they, Mohammed. Or he could be an like, honorary uh, saint. He could be an honorary Mohammed type of guy. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Oh, beatify him. Yeah. There we yeah. go. All right, so White Isis, yep. if you're listening. I know you are. Beatify the liquid Jesus himself, Mr. Bodhi Bodhisattva or whatever the fuck. Yep. Mr. Bodhi Bodhisattva. There's only one Jesus that matters, and Bow he's liquid. Down before him. Yeah, he's made out of, he's not He's not a real corporeal form. He's a liquid man who looks like a, a silver Capri Sun monster. Uh-huh. <laughs> when, yep. when Patrick Swayze died of fucking liver cancer or whatever, pancreatic he cancer. He just turned into liquid. He turned into a liquid Kool-Aid Capri Sun man. Yeah, almost, it almost looked like the T-1000s in Terminator yep. 2s. Or the fucking uh, the alien at the end of uh, Annihilation. Yep. The greenhead alien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he fucking ascended into the sky, dude. Yep. He said, I'm going to get my virgins from Allah. I like uh, I like at the end when Bodhi is trying to ride the uh, the 50-year wave, the 50-year mm-hmm. storm, and Johnny Utah lets him go and says, Via con Dios. And Bodhi gets out there and uh, <laughs> he crashes immediately. Immediately and wipes out. <laughs> this amazing badass know, surfer. Dude. He didn't even hang in for like three seconds. Yeah, he just eats shit as soon as he can. <laughs> gets annihilated hey man don't fuck with mother nature as Which, cool as this motherfucker was as serene as he was he was as not as cool as mother peace, nature he was not as cool as this goddamn wave yeah dude now that wave said you nothing to me little yeah. man you're pee you're pee you're yeah, pee dude. brain dude. i'll flick you your pee body yep. a pee body award now did you catch this i'm not sure if this is a real restaurant or not but at some point 
uh, Keanu is talking to Swayze, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to Patrick's Roadhouse." Uh, yeah, that was that was also mentioned in the in the trivia on IMDb. Is that a real restaurant, is, or is yeah. that okay? It is. Well, they said it was an in joke, but then they said it was a real restaurant as well. So okay, I don't, know. I don't know what to believe. So it's all kind of it's all it all congeals into one that Patrick Swayze was in a great little film called Roadhouse. Roadhouse. You guys might have heard of it. Yeah, oh, here yeah. it is. Patrick's Roadhouse, often attributed to an in joke aimed at Patrick Swayze, is a real place located at 106 Entrada Drive, Santa Monica, California. It's right on the PCH. Fuck man, next time I get out west, I gotta hit up Patrick's Roadhouse. Yeah, and speaking of which, one of the first scenes where mm-hmm. Johnny Utah goes to find Tyler where she's working and he orders some shrimp and fries mm-hmm. is the same fucking restaurant. Where Toretto and Brian meet in the Fast and the Furious one. Well, they don't meet. Or well, they, sorry, they outrace more than you can Ferrari afford. Ferrari man, Ferrari man, and then they go and eat, and that's when Brian's like, "Hey, I want to pull some jobs with you." Exactly. He's like, "I know you're not paying for this shit with the right. shitty tuna right. shop." We're and... sitting here eating fucking gorgeous shrimps and fries. Uh-huh. Eating goddamn fucking shrimp you know, platters. Eating at the fucking finest restaurant on the Pacific Coastal Highway. Yep. Fucking driving by Paul Woodrow, the chips man. Yep. And we're eating goddamn like kings, like the kings of fucking Atlantis, exactly. like the ocean master himself. Exactly. Fine dining. Yep. Fine dining on crab men. Yeah, I know you could only afford this by stealing fucking TVs with VCRs installed into them. Those combos, they were a hit back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And two thousand one. Yep. Anyway, that's a cool restaurant. It's also an Iron Man three, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it is. And a couple other movies, probably. I don't know, Wild Hogs or something. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know Wild Hogs. It's been a while since I've seen Wild Hogs, but... A Wild Hogs. Uh, point break, point break. Now, what are some of the, like, comparisons? Why do we say that this is uh, clearly an inspiration for That's the good Fast question. and Furious? All right, well, we've got a hot young stud. Brian O'Connor slash Johnny Utah. And he's a hot shot. And he's a hot shot. He's an athlete. Yep. Right? Johnny Utah, former uh, football star. Yep. Undercovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, blew out his knee, bent back 90 degrees at Ohio State Buckeyes land. Yep. Uh, went to lawyer school for like two years or something. But now he's uh, becoming a surfer. Meanwhile, Brian O'Connor uh, became a race car driver. Yep. Grew up in Barstow with Roman Pierce stealing uh-huh. cars. And then they said, hey, you're good at driving cars. Why don't you go undercover? He said, so, okay. Uh, that's pretty extreme right there. Driving surfboards and driving cars, both very extreme very things extreme, to do. Yeah. So I think that makes them analogous. Then, on the other side of the law, you got a fucking criminal who likes to live legal and fu- illegal and fucking fully regal. Yep. You got Bodhisattva man and Dominic Toretto, both of them extremely fucking hot and handsome. Yes. Absolutely. You would agree cool with that? Cool musculars. Cool muscles. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Speak sort of like Buddha a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we've called uh, very... Dominic Toretto in the past a muscular Buddha, I believe. Exactly. He, they're very, um, they're spiritual, but not in like a sense of like they follow or adhere to a strict religion. It's, yeah. They have their own religion, their exactly. own way of viewing their the world. Own, their own culture. Yep. So that guy who complained about drowning in surf speak, maybe he probably saw Fast and Furious and complained about drowning in car speak. Yeah, because God or, forbid. You know, tune tech. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it's called. That's what I used to hear Steve Spinks all the time talking Toon Tech. Talking fucking Toon Tech, fixing his Jeep out in the fucking front lawn. Uh-huh. He was like, yo, hand me that three-quarter inch uh, wrench thing. The socket rocket. Yep. Yeah. All that shit. And so, okay, so you got two guys like that. Uh, they they bond over their love of the spiritual religion stuff that we were talking about mm-hmm. and the extreme sports that they does. Um, there's a freaking babe. Well, here's the difference. Point break and... the uh, Fast and Furious. The babe in Point Break was the love triangle. Yeah, it's she was the babe the that ex. they were both banging. Yeah. Yep. He's, Bodie's like, hey, man, whatever's mine is yours, brother. Including pussies. Including this pussy that you're going to munch on. Mm-hmm. Like a fucking shark fin soup. Get down on my clam bake uh-huh. buffet. And meanwhile, Mia Toretto was Dominic's sister. Exactly. Mm. Which I think... Is interesting in a different way. It complicates things, makes it more complex. Especially at the end of the film, it's uh, it him being in love with the sister of the man he was supposed to bring in, 
versus him being in love with the woman that used to bang out the man he was supposed to bring in. Right. That makes the Point Break relationship slightly more antagonistic, whereas Fast and the Furious becomes more about the family, and uh-huh. I think that's the thing that separates them and makes Fast and the Furious special in its own way. Exactly. The family, the familial element. Yeah, because it's clearly, it's got the same same idea, same thing going on, undercover man trying to bring in bad man who's right. actually good man. Right. But... You know, Fast and Furious does it in its own way, its own unique way. Yeah. And there is also uh, the Johnny Tran and War Child are their own sort of Exactly. Factors. You have the raids on their right. houses. But in Fast and the Furious, Johnny Tran comes back and ends up being the main villain. Whereas Ex- Fast yeah. and the Furious... Uh, I like that. I like Fast and the Furious. They, they recognize that they were like, this Dominic Toretto guy, we like him. Mm-hmm. And we want to live with him and go out with we him. we got to give him respect. You, you want to be his you buddy. Were, you were talking about this last week with No Man's Land, where you wanted Charlie Sheen to get away with it. Exactly. Which, interestingly enough, the IMDb trivia said that Charlie Sheen auditioned for the role of Johnny Utah. No shit. Which, yeah, that would have been an interesting term, like, two years later to go from that Bodie role to the... Yeah, to the then U- now he's the... the literal the... Utah role. But, yeah. Huh, Keanu. I mean, you can't beat Keanu. You can't. There's no top it. And I mean, God, can you imagine if Willem Dafoe had actually uh, accepted the role? <laughs> he was offered the role, Willem Dafoe. You know, I'm something of a surfer myself. <laughs> um, Christ, what was I talking about? Uh, uh, comparisons between Fast and Furious and, yeah, uh, and, and Point Break. Point break. Um, I mean, it's all right there. The location, the actual location of the film, the corona. Yep. Corona. Mad Ronas. Yep. Uh, the restaurant. Uh, Evie even orders tuna. Yep. You mentioned already. He get, but he gets it on wheat. Right. Not on white of, with no crust. Exactly. Yeah. But orders it from a smoking babe as well. It was a smoking babe at a freaking fast food restaurant. Man, I'd like to show her my two meatball subs and eat the ass in out of that dead rhino. Mm-hmm. We need to start going and getting more tuna sandwiches Absolutely. from fast food sandwich I've been, places. I've been thinking for 2019, maybe my thing might be uh, trying to go to eat out more, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh... For Christmas, I did get a new bed frame, ladies. Got to break it in. (laughs) Yeah, if you know what I mean. I'm trying to munch down on your shark fin soups. Uh Uh-huh. Clam baked casseroles and all that. Yep. (laughs) And lick on your nipple cabbages. Uh Uh-huh, nipple cabbages. Yep. Nipple carriages. Take them on a ride. Take them on a fucking pumpkin ride like Cinderella. Yep. My my whole goal of 2019, I've decided, is just to go on a demon ride. Yeah. At some point. You, we, you can the demon ride scar of Keanu Reeves, which we've talked about before. Uh, if, if people haven't been with us from the beginning, describe to them what a demon ride so is. So a demon ride is when you take your motorcycle up, like, you know, into, like, a very dark place, no street lights, nothing like that, and you just start hauling fucking ass, going as fast as you can, and you turn those goddamn headlights off, and you know what? You're one with the demons on your ride, and you just are cruising... And sometimes you die, sometimes you live, and you know, if you die, you go to hell with the demons, they take your body, and they take you down to the the netherworld, but if you live, you become one with the demons, and they fear and revere you. <laughs> yep, and then you have to battle Liquid Jesus. Yep. And Keanu himself went on a fucking demon ride, and nearly died, Yep. and you can see the demon ride scar in this film, and he's shirtless, it's right there. He got a cool scar. Midsection. The scar of the demons. Very similar. They left him with a marking. Uh-huh. Very similar to the scar of uh, the boss in Metal Gear Solid 3, where she got a cool demon ride scar between her boobies. It's all connected, dude. Yeah. Liquid Jesus, Solid Jesus. One thing I brought up earlier that I wanted to mention again is the, like, the homoerotic text in this film and some of the... Because we don't get really any of that in Fast and Furious. No. I mean, there's definitely like uh, not a homoerotic bond, but like a very it's... masculine, very uh, macho bond. Yeah, and it's him. almost, there's I feel no, like uh, Paul or Brian is trying to emulate yeah, Dom definitely. more than he's trying to bang him. Um and then in this one, and maybe that's just what Catherine Bigelow as a female director brings to it, but... Uh, she sees the gay shit in all of us. Right, because this was coming right on the edge of the 80s action films. The macho, Schwarzenegger, Stallone stuff. Yep. Super oily, super muscular, big handshakes, all that shit, you, you know. You think all the about shit you, you think, love. When you think 80s action movies. And then this, you've got, uh, as I mentioned, the androgynous female, the more life, more uh, 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 toned, muscle like... Smaller muscles, but like uh, sinewy. Yeah, sinewy. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a good guys. word. More in touch with their emotions and their mm-hmm. spirituality, as we said. And uh, this thing is just loaded, loaded with homoerotic supertext. For example, when Johnny Utah chases Bodie down 
and he can't bring himself to shoot him, mm-hmm. and he literally ejaculates his gun into the air. Mm-hmm. I mean, screaming. Screaming. I mean, come on. Come on. Blows his entire load up in um, there. There's the part at the end where Bodhi is on the plane, and he's talking to Johnny, and he's holding his gun straight up in the air like it's his hard dick, and he says to him, I know you want me, man. You want me so bad you can taste it like acid in your mouth. Yep. Hard dicks, yep. again. Talking men, about fucking. Men with cocks, talking about fucking. Uh, there's all these moments where Johnny Utah can't articulate uh, how he feels. Mm-hmm. And he says stuff like, why can't I ever say what I really mean? Or that quote I read earlier where he's sitting on the surfboard and he's like, I, I can't describe it. Yep. He can't describe He's at a his, loss for words. He can't describe his fucking bisexuality. Exactly. He yeah. He's, he's attracted to a man and he wants to fuck Because it's him. early 90s, you know, people didn't really recognize bi people. They right. were just you yeah, there were gay people who got AIDS and died. Yeah. And then there were straight people who, you know, lived a proper Christian life. Mm-hmm. But somewhere in the subtext of culture, there were these people that like to bang out both sexes. And yeah. I say fucking kudos to you, man. You see the beauty in all of life. Kudos to you, Johnny Utah. Kudos to you, Bodie. Which is very much Bodie is all about seeing the beauty in all of life. Right. Like his bisexuality. Absolutely. Seeing life through the prism of everything being beautiful and cool and able to fuck to him. Yep. I mean, when you're bi, you're just, you're playing, you're you're playing both sides. Like, you... Right, ambidextrous. I bet you get laid like a motherfucker because you're willing to fuck anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ready and willing and open. Yep. My... All holes, all sides, all fucking uh, limbs, all extremities. If if it's got a hole, stuff. he can fuck it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he might have even fucked the car. He could have. Maybe he was fucking that dog before he threw it That's at Keanu. Right. There's a pit bull when he's chasing him. He picks up a pit bull and he throws it at him. And it even mentions in the end credits that there was a it was a, a re, what is what was the word a recreation of a the recreation, dog. Recreation, yeah, it was a which dummy. Meant it was a dummy. So a dummy dog. Pit bull dummy ownage. That Keanu straight fucking punts yeah. after he catches it. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about because the the homoeroticism coming on the the, the the precipice, the edge of the eighties, the eighties hangover, is also the politics of it. Where oh yeah, uh, you know they're talking about uh, taking down the system. They're uh, sort of anti capitalists, yeah. and then there's this imagery of the ex presidents and especially Reagan. Yep. Where this is coming right on the heels of the Reagan presidency. Trickle down economics. Yeah, and you've got this shot after that car chase where he's trying to burn the car. And it's Reagan, and he's just shooting flames through the air. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, this punch-in on his face, and they make sure to hold on this close-up of fucking Reagan, like, through the fire. Yep. And it just felt like this fucking post-80s nightmare image of, like... Because, let's face it, we're still living in the fallout absolutely. of that shit, dude. Absolutely, Reaganomics yeah. completely butt-fucked us. Drag the right so far to the fucking right and that they're, you know, unrecognizable from the, the Republicans of the... Jimmy Carter, LBJ exactly. type of era, yeah, yeah. Um, just goodness gracious. I mean, imagine you get out of the eighties and you're like, oh, phew, we're done with that. And then you see on the big screen this anamorphic lens, this giant close up of Reagan's face with the fire coming at you, fucking just Kinda spraying flames. Almost reminiscent of like the end of Inglorious Bastards when uh, Shoshana's face is up on the movie yeah, screen, yeah, going up laughing in flames. with the fire, licking the theater. Yep. That's just what it makes me think of. I don't know about you. Maybe, no, maybe you don't think about those things when you watch these movies, folks. Maybe you just think about, hey, I'd like uh, to be a bisexual who can fuck Lori Petty and Keanu Reeves. Yep. And I say, more power to you. I say me too, man. Me, me too movement. Yep. To the me too movement. Patrick Swayze never got me too Never heard about it. You know why? Because he was a fucking saint and a goddamn angel of a man. A liquid exactly. fucking Jesus of a human person. Exactly. He's a real human being. Didn't fuck around with any of that goddamn devil shit. No, hell no. He was like, yo, I mean, I'm going to be consensual about who I fucking when I fuck. I'm not a mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey's just mm-hmm. fucking young boys. I'm not Rosie fucking sliding his pecker out of yep. his leather, mm-hmm. you know, assaulting fucking Lori Petty. On Raping the screen, her through a leather sheet. Leather sheet because of his orthodox leather worship. Yep. <laughs> leather daddy worship. <laughs> uh, yep. That's the truth. And, hey, maybe you just watch movies to get radical. Maybe yeah. Maybe you're like Peter Travers, who doesn't know jack shit about fucking watching movies. Yeah. Who can't appreciate fucking surf speak and 
beautiful flowing hair and great action set pieces where hubcaps go rolling along the street mm-hmm. and fucking Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers shoots himself in the shoe while wearing Union Jack boxer briefs. Yep. And you know, maybe you just don't appreciate how good meatball sandwiches are. Mm-hmm. Utah get me too. Uh-huh. I'm so hungry I could eat the ass end out of a dead rhino. Goddamn right. You look like hammered up shit. Hammered shit. So many great lines in this. Speaking to the microphone squid brain was one of my favorites. And Busey's That's a good one. Guy. Um, yeah, oh, Busey is just like full of Busey's amazing Busey's a line. one-liner machine yep. in this. He's awesome. Ah, this Calvin and Hobbes is funny. I want to track down exactly which Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> which one he was reading? He said it, something about turkey, right? Was yep. the line? Yep, get that shit framed. look into it, yeah. Get it framed and put it right above my fucking mantle. Yeah, but this just is, below the uh, the Swayze worship uh, picture. Yeah, there's the the Swayze idol. Yep. Golden fucking idol, fertility idol of Swayze's dick. Very much that, like the fertility idol in Raiders of the right. Lost Arks. Crafted for me by a master coxman, Exactly. Of and then below that, a signed Calvin and Hobbes, signed by Gary Busey. <laughs> yep. Fuck the creator, Calvin yeah. and Hobbes. <laughs> Fuck that dickhead. Yeah, that guy sucks, dude. Yeah, it's all about Calvin and Hobbes didn't even get famous until Busey started reading it. What was some of your favorite parts in this? Oh, God. Like, the entire movie. It's just like, every moment to moment has something awesome in it. Like, whether it be, like, Keanu learning to surf and, like, the dialogue that that Tyler has with him. Where she's like, oh, you're gonna drag your knee like that? You're gonna fall in? You're gonna be fish food? Um, To, like, Keanu, like, bringing his surfboard into the office and, like, oh, I caught my first tube this morning. Sir. Yeah. Wearing sunglasses. Uh Uh-huh. And just, like... Everything, like every fucking moment of this movie, there is something awesome to behold. Mm-hmm. It's truly glorious, and it hangs together beautifully, and the way it moves, like it's got, it's this sort of intro, 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 him ingratiating himself with this gang, and then he wakes up that one morning where he's like, shit, I'm late, and then he has to go to the war child bust, and then from there, I mean, it's like an hour and 15 minutes after that, and the movie is just breakneck. Yeah, it's like it feels like piece. a half yeah, hour. it's like set that. piece after set piece. Yep. Um, gorgeous photography. Yep. Uh, amazing digital transfer. It looks so fucking good. I love the the sun baked streets of L.A. Fuck I yeah. Love, I love the uh, the raid scene when they raid that apartment mm-hmm. uh, where Tom Sizemore is, and there's that fight in the backyard. I just love the way like it, it's it's sort of a nostalgia rush a little bit. Yeah. Where I'm just imagining like a sunny Saturday and uh, the smell of fresh in the cut of grass the summer in the early '90s. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Ugh. I can hear those weird fucking lawnmower man lawnmowers mowing yep. with their weird spinners. How did they do this scene? If you know how they did this scene, let us know. Where Keanu's face is right next to a fucking lawnmower blade. This is sort of like a Mission Impossible 2 when Tom Cruise had a goddamn knife right up to his eyeball. Uh-huh. I mean, that's every time we watch this, we're, we're baffled by... Marveling at the, yeah. the lawnmower blades. I mean, it, like, is centimeters from his fucking chin they at were, one point. Yeah, they're trying to lawnmower man his fucking brain, just yep. like lawnmower man. Yeah. Let's see if it's in the IMDb trivia, if they have it. Now, do you have any favorite scenes? Anything that really... Uh, for me, the skydiving part that I already mentioned over Lake Powell, that shit just... It's gorgeous. ...gets me misty-eyed every time. The musical score is lovely. I love the score in that scene. I love the score, uh, the scene at the end when Swayze goes out to ride on the fucking 50-year storm. Hell yeah. Musical, uh, the musical moments is beautiful to me. Um, like I said, the action is great. Awesome uh, blood packs. Yep. Uh, great practical effects. Oh man, what's his name's fucking shoe gets blown off his foot. His Anthony tootsie. Kiedis, yeah. yeah. Kiedis, fucking Kiedis Red Hot Chili Peppers tedious. himself. Man couldn't stop at making songs about California. He had to fucking make a movie in California. Uh huh. Guy loves it. You can't of, get enough of that state. One of my biggest regrets is like the chick who's like naked beating the shit out of fucking Utah. Yeah, she's got a pussy out fully and uh-huh. everything. Uh huh. And she's like, I'm going to make you eat it. I actually, I still to this day, I always wish when I see that scene that, like, her boob got shot off. Like, Ooh, like a whole titty just yeah, shot like off Yeah, a titty just fucking blown away. <laughs> That's interesting. Because she, like, dodges bullets. Like, there uh, there are many a times where she should have been yeah. dead. There's also, there's her, and then there's another chick who's got the Long ass. She's got, well, yeah, she had the underwear on from the time that made your ass look real long. Uh-huh. And it made me think of, uh... The cake song, I want a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket. Yep. But if it was just, I want a girl with a short skirt and a long ass. Hell yeah. I mean, I'd listen to it. I want her long ass hanging out from under her, under her chassis, her undercarriage. Her undercarriage. I want a girl with a short skirt and a long, long asshole. <laughs> 
perforated asshole. <laughs> show me your asshole, like the guy <laughs> showed it to the camera. Exactly. And gave himself away, blew up his spot. Yep. Keanu had no suspicion that, that these, uh-huh. these surf men were the, the dead presidents. And then as soon as he saw that ass, he had his ass flashbacks. And he saw that butthole. Flas, ass, flaccid ass backs. <laughs> yep. Ass cheek, butt shots, clappers. Dude, as soon as he saw those clappers, he was mesmerized. Just the man's, man's surfing a wave and his butt's out and he just, it's like... Clapping, clapping away. And Keanu was like, oh. Keanu mesmerized by I'd the clappers. I'd recognize that brown eye anywhere. Oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man. So, yeah. Who is the hottest person in Point Break? Oh, Jesus. It's a tie, man. It's it's honestly, it's a three-way tie for me. It's a three-way tie between the three leads? Yep. Swayze, fucking Keanu, and Petty. Yeah. I would just God. love to be a sandwich in yeah. between those three yeah, fucking... Yeah, BLT, and you're the bread. Yep. Oh, man. Um, of those three, I gotta go with Swayze. He's gorgeous. He's got the, the grizzled, the experience. He's, uh... The charisma. The blonde hair. The blonde just locks. Majestic. Oh, and the waves. Um, let's see. The guy who played, he's like a pro surfer who played Bodie's little brother. He's kind of a handsome guy. Yeah. The other pro surfer with the uh, the Robin Hood goatee, he's yeah. a handsome guy. They're handsome he is. dudes. Cast is populated by some handsome folks. Um, not Warchild, I gotta say. No, fuck Warchild. I'm His not dumb a fan hair. of that guy. Tom Sizemore. You think I, I like, like this it. hair? My wife wants to take the Ramada. <laughs> That's uh, Tom Sizemore used to be in all of Bigelow's films. He was in fucking Blue Steel. He was in this, just popping up for a quick cameo. And then, so he's uh, kind of like, uh, fuck, what's his name for, his... for Cameron? Um, pops up in like everything. Uh, he was in Aliens. He's like, game over, man. Bill Paxton. Paxton. Yep. Oh, Bill Paxton also worked with Bigelow and uh, uh-huh. Near Dark. Yeah. The vamp- the vampire movie. Vampire. Yeah, Kim, we gotta look out for them vamp- vampires. They'll suck on your bloods. Mm-hmm. Cumpires. Dude, I don't <laughs> fuck with no cumpires. <laughs> drive a stake right through your fucking dick. Uh-huh, I don't fuck with it. Should Powers Booth have been in this movie? Fuck yeah. Yeah? Dude, he should have been fucked. Cox from oh, Dr. Scrubs. Oh, Cox, Dr. Cox, yep, absolutely. Bring in fucking Booth. Yeah, because I was thinking at first maybe maybe Busey's role, but, but I know. Busey's Busey amazing. has to stay. Yep. Booth would be a good Pappas. Yeah, he would be. I mean, but imagine boss of the FBI smoking the big cigar. You'd have to change some of it, though, because like there's the scene where uh, Busey rocks him, and he's like, you learn to respect your elders. You couldn't have Busey socking fucking Booth in the face. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, you know, the thing is, like, Booth would have been more intimidating as an FBI yeah, boss. Yeah, absolutely. This guy, I'm just like, fuck this penis head. Maybe when Busey punches him, Booth, like, barely Takes turns it. his head and then, like, turns back and he's like, don't do that again. And just walks off. Yeah. Mm, there we go. Yep, solved it. Remains, retains his uh, his sense of gravity and import and masculinity. Yep. Can't knock that on the booth. The gravitas of Booth. Gravitas. Dude, Booth brings so much fucking gravitas to his goddamn roles. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Um, and then on a fucking six Corona. Do I even have to ask? Six, baby. Six Corona. Six. This is a double six. When was the last time we saw a double six? Ah, that's a good question. Maybe like Fast Five. Yeah, maybe. Wow, or Fast Six, maybe. I think maybe Fast Six. Fast Six, yeah. Six Coronas. So not since the fast since we were covering the Fast and the Furious franchise. Damn near a year ago. Damn near a year ago, have we given a double six? Four score and seven years ago. Double sixes to the fucking sky, dude. Six Coronas. Give me two. Give me two. Two of them. That honestly, this movie now, it's like I feel like later tonight, I'm probably just gonna have to pop on Roadhouse. Yeah, the Swayze double feature. Well, I was thinking about watching Strange Days because as we record this, oh, I haven't seen that yet. I have it on my Plex. You should fire it up because yeah. it is a New Year's Eve movie. It oh, place, really? It takes place New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine. Fuck yeah! All right, I'm in. You would love it. Cyberpunk neo noir. All about it. All that's about you it. just said like my favorite that's, words I mean, in the world. That's pretty much all I have to say, right? Mm-hmm. And Tom Sizemore. Fuck! Give me the size. <laughs> give me the size. What's the size, big man? Dude, hating this hair. <laughs> he has ridiculous hair in Strange Days. Fuck as well. yeah, he does. He, he's got this insane long hair. I'm about it. Um. So maybe I'll fire that up. I'm always thinking about watching that tomorrow. Maybe I don't know. Uh, next week 
it's time yet again. We return. <laughs> Fast and Furious. Fuck yeah. It's back, baby. The Fast and the Furious redo. I think that's what we're going to call it. Redo. R-E-D-U-X. Like yep. Apocalypse Now. Uh, is Nikki going to be joining us? I, I'm going to talk to her, yeah. I'm going to try and get her okay, on. Okay, hopefully. Fingers crossed we will have a special guest joining Our us. Our first female guest. She's never seen a Fast and never Furious Never seen them. Right? And yep. you said her boyfriend's like super into them? Yeah, he like, likes them a lot. Yeah. Listen, we can we can help them with their romantic relationship. Ex- we can, exactly. We're like fucking love doctors, dude. Exactly, dude. We're oh like, yo, God. let's bring this couple closer to God by introducing it, her to Fast to the, and Furious. Inducting her family. into the family. Yep. So we'll get her in there, and that's something I've really been wanting to do is to get someone who's more of like a, not an audience cipher, because obviously if you're listening to this, you love the family, but uh, get somebody for as a cipher out there for the people who need to come to appreciate yep. the family the way we do. Exactly. Um, so that'll be fun. We, we, you know, Maybe she'll have some questions about the franchise as a whole that we can answer. Mm-hmm. We can help walk her through the movies and walk her through Paul Walker. Yeah, Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Not bang a 16-year-old, but no, Paul Walker gross. through uh, some of the, 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 the things that happen in the movie that might be confusing. Like, why does Lance have snakeskin pants? Maybe we can answer that. Yep. Or some all kinds of other crazy things that happen. Yep. Race wars. Why didn't Jesse yeah. go to MIT? Right, yeah, because he had the ADD or something. Uh-huh. Well, you know, these are, these are all things that we're experts of that we can help a beginner. We know the facts, Jack. Right. And she'll probably be coming in saying, hey, I want to talk about this. And we'll say, too soon, Junior. Uh-huh. We, we lay down the law here. You, your fucking grandma. Uh-huh. Granny shifting, granny not shifted. double clutching the yep. way you should. Yep. And streets closed, pizza boy, go home. Uh-huh. Uh, see, I'm getting excited already. I know, man. I can't I'm wait. It's been, fucking rattling it's off been too long. I have not watched any of the Fast and the Furious movies since we watched them. Oh, really? Like, I haven't I haven't broken down. I was like, I have to save them for the show. So I watched I a couple, like, on TV, but it's right. I, it, I wasn't giving it my Bits full attention. Because yeah, I know yeah. it so well. I was like, oh, this is great background noise while, like, I read or something. Yeah. You know, look up, catch one I, of my favorite I, scenes. I made sure not to fire it up. Oh, well, you know what? I'm lying. I did see a little bit of Too Fast and Too Furious on the TV a couple Fuck. months yep. ago. Yep, goddamn right. Uh, but uh, I'm excited to get back into it. Uh, is it possible she could join us for the whole franchise? It, probably not the whole franchise, unless we like really record them out of order, because she goes back to Georgia in like mm. February. Oh, uh, okay. But we could probably get her on for a couple. Well, we can try. Yeah. Um, till next time. Salute. I've been Davis. Oh, yeah, I've been Chance. Typically, we say salute. Me familia. But I think Point Break calls for something a little different, folks. Via... Candios.